And here you are, on your journey of a lifetime, driving through the Daintree Tropical Rainforest section of the Great Barrier Reef Drive. You've crossed the river on the ferry, gone up and down the winding road over Alexander Range, and you've discovered intense green diversity. Ancient ferns, woody vines, bright green foliage, steep drop-offs and running cascades. It's all just spectacular. And suddenly you catch a glimpse of it from the corner of your eye and your passenger gets excited by this big black shape moving slowly in the distance. It's your lucky day. Not everyone gets to see it. It's our very big bird called the southern cassowary, the cassowarius cassowarius, or just cassowary for short. So what do you make of this living dinosaur, almost as heavy as our biggest living megafauna, the red kangaroo? Well, it's not going to fly anywhere. It's a flightless bird. It's one of a group of mainly flightless birds called ratites that include the ostrich, emu, kiwis and the emmers or rheas from South America. All adult cassowaries have a large mass of black feathers making them almost invisible once they get a metre or two into the vegetation. The rest of their design is also adapted to heavy rainforest drudgery with a solid body short but massively strong legs and three incredibly thick strong toes uh, and vicious keratin toenails, the middle one more like steel. If you get really lucky and come face to face with one of these elusive big birds, you'll notice their piercing beady eyes, a big wide beak, a huge helmet or cask at the top of its head and bright blue and red colouring around the wattle and neck. And you can get an idea of their age because their drooping red double wattle grows longer and the cask grows larger. Their fearsome beak swallows rather than bites food. One of our neighbours has seen an adult trying to come to grips with a full green papaya. It manoeuvred it around and around for minutes before finally bang, squashing it with their big foot, then down the gullet. Problem solved. Cassowaries are mainly fruit eaters, with some flowers and fungi often thrown in for good measure, depending on the seasonal food supply. But frankly, when they have the chance, they get very excited with a meal of dead meat or carrion, or small live birds, insects or reptiles. A few years ago, I saw an emerald dove get too close to an adult cassowary. Big mistake. A few pecks, and then it fed the proceeds to its enthusiastic chicks. I guess that makes it an opportunistic omnivore. When you're out and about exploring the Daintree boardwalks or just casually strolling from your rainforest accommodation, don't just look for the big black shape to find evidence of this unusual big chook, as we call them quite often around here. Keep an eye out for the uh, big and sometimes colourful blobs that they leave behind in their travels. What are these big blobs? Well, cassowaries have no teeth, so they swallow their fruit whole. Then their highly acidic digestive juices and strong muscular organs called gizzards take over and grind up the food, separating the flesh from the seeds. The final product is a ready-to-grow mixture of seeds and manure, which is soon pooped out as a big blob. Look out for it and examine the contents. This seed-nurturing skill makes cassowaries key agents in spreading large seeds through the rainforest. Don't bother searching for their rough, shallow nest, though. It'll be well hidden away from the roads and walking tracks. 
Of course, it's up to mum to lay the green-coloured eggs, usually three to six in a nest, but it's the very modern dad that does the heavy lifting. This means sitting on the eggs for around 60 days and later raising the young. The eggs hatch after about 60 days when the hatchlings are called stripies. After a few months, the young teenagers change to a dull brown. When the young become a bit older, locals often see mum joining the family from time to time, but in any crisis has the kids quickly scampering back to dad. Now when the kids get to around nine months, or at times up to a year later, dad or mum, or both, need to make a life-changing decision. An adult female would have had a good look around at the available talent and selected the youngster's dad to sit on her next clutch of eggs. It helps that she's about 40% bigger than the dad. Size is important in the cassowary world. It might take a while, but once the new union is established, mum and dad may actually join forces to kick the young out of home. Like many instances in the bird world, separation can at times be brutal. One of our local lodge owners reported an adult hiding behind a tree, jumping out and chasing, pecking and even kicking at the young until success. The youngster is finally, reluctantly, out on its own. It's tough love. We've also heard that when Dad thinks it's time for the young birds to have their own life, he'll try to sneak out of the scene quietly. And who knows how strongly he might respond to any attempt to reconnect. In the wild, it's quite rare for even one stripey to reach maturity and have its own young. So it's tough love in a tough world. The idea of all those big toes hanging around in the forest could make one feel a bit uneasy about the prospect of an encounter. But really, there's no need to panic. It's very safe as long as you don't act in a way that feels threatening to the cassowary. They're quite happy uh, doing their own thing unless threatened or provoked. Avoid situations such as jumping out of a car, getting between them and the chick, having a dog present or even just panicking and running away from it. So stay in your car don't get between the dad and the chicks, move slowly backwards and be respectful. As a megafauna survivor, the cassowaries are well equipped to defend themselves quite vigorously. Firstly, they're very quick. Their big pecking beaks can hurt, their feet are fearsome and those dinosaur-like toes are very sharp. They can either jump vertically or hurl themselves sideways to strike at a passing car an attacking dog, or as we mentioned before, even its own young. If you stay around long enough, you'll probably come to realise that virtually all encounters are happy and harmless, and they show the remarkable curiosity of the cassowary. Many locals working intently at a workbench or in the garden have suddenly sensed a cassowary companion peering over their shoulder. A bit spooky, but just relax, mate, and keep your head down. There's still a lot we don't know about the cassowary, like why do they have that huge cask or helmet on its head? The early naturalists and collectors thought that the cask was a hard, bony helmet. We now know that that's not the case. The cask is actually quite light, soft and flexible. The outside cover is a keratin sheaf. Keratin, by the way, is what fingernails and claws are made of. Inside the cask are thin, cellular, bony structures and empty space and not liquid. 
This means that the old ideas about their purpose can be dismissed pretty easily. The cask is not used as a battering ram through the dense rainforest and also not used to knock fruit or food off branches nor to headbutt each other. The scientists now are discussing three current theories. Some propose that the cask is a socio-sexual attraction indicating fitness, maturity and vigour. Another suggestion is that the cask provides a drum-like sonic boom, a sort of low-frequency voice box, allowing sound to travel longer distances through the rainforest, also a sociosexual idea. Most recently, it was demonstrated that the cassowary cask actually helps with temperature control. It loses a little bit of heat in cool weather, but a lot more in hotter weather. The idea was first raised in 1994 and was comprehensively measured quite recently. Here are three modern theories, but the jury's definitely still out as to which of these might be primary or secondary purposes in the cassowary cask evolution. Cassowaries evolved as rainforest specialists, and in tropical rainforests it rains a lot in the wet season. That's what creates all these beautiful postcard-like creeks. So not only can they run fast through the thick vegetation, but they can also swim and can cross deep streams if they have to. Of course, they also need to drink and love to cool off in the water on a hot day. And some of them are known to go fishing without the rod and any other gear. They've been seen to settle down in a creek with their feathers spread out until innocent little fish take refuge under their plumage. The cassowary then clenches its feathers together, gets out of the water, shakes itself to release the fish and eats the catch. Remarkable, may be rare and localised, but true. That's a brief introduction to our big birds. Cassowaries are so fascinating and unusual that we'll need another podcast and blog to answer your questions. So if you have any more uh, questions or information, just send them to us, please. In the meantime, you're welcome to check out our Darcy of Daintree website blog, where we have some more detail. When you visit the Daintree, make sure you stay around for a few nights to get the full rainforest experience, stay longer, see more, and maximise your chance of spotting a cassowary.